0: ABF creative. ABF creative Uh mm, I don't know. Are you sure I don't look silly? Cuz I sure feel like it. <laughs> In my defense, the choices were pretty limited. All I had lying around were those raggedy clothes and sticks, and no one likes a bedsheet ghost and that's way overdone. So scarecrow Felt like the natural choice. <laughs> oh, thank you, Oliver. I appreciate that. I just hope the kids don't make fun of me. <laughs> How come you're not dressed for the occasion? I know it's not your favorite holiday, but come on. We're doing things differently this year. May as well make the most of it. Say, I've got a spare party at in my cabin. Maybe you could go as a birthday boy or something, huh? Hey, no need to call it lame. I'm trying here. (laughs) All right, all right. Fine. No costume for you. It'll just be me and my old scarecrow self. Ha! I sure hope the kids dress up this year, too. (laughs) What? They're here already? Why'd they have to be early today of all days? Oh, Quick, Alva. You grab the candy from my cabin, I'll get the pumpkin carving station set up. Oh, man. Thank goodness we filled up the apple bobbing tub this morning. Kids, we weren't expecting y'all this soon. Just have to get these pumpkins set up. That should do it. And a happy Halloween to you, too. What do you think of my new look? I know I promised y'all I'd dress up this year, so here I am. Goodbye, Janitor Eli. Hello, Scarecrow Eli. <laughs> really? You like it? Oh, I'm glad. I like your costumes too. Let's see, we've got a vampire, a cowboy, a mermaid, pirate, ooh, and a cheetah. Points for creativity. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Together, round, y'all. I'll get the campfire started. Story first, and then we'll get to feasting on candy and our other Halloween activities. (laughs) Right you are, Oliver. Today's story is unlike anything you've heard in Red Room. Now, this story also takes place on Halloween, on an evening much like this one. a man who enjoyed hunting for unexpected bargains. bargains.
1: Nothing Nothing extraordinary ever happened in the little town he lived in. So these treasure hunts were a way to inject some much needed excitement into his life. Ray was even hunting for bargains on Halloween. It was early morning that holiday and Ray was on his way home. As he walked, he came across a garage sale From a distance, it didn't seem all that promising. But he could make out bins labeled decorations, toys, and miscellaneous. Nothing called out to him specifically, but still, Ray couldn't resist. His gut told him there was something unique waiting for him. Aha. Hmm. The house seemed to belong to a small, older woman who was helping customers identify the pieces she had for sale. As he got closer, he could hear the ticking of a clock. It sounded like the ticking of a large grandfather clock whose pendulum swung side to side. Ray turned to another patron, also browsing the sale, and asked, Do you hear that? Hmm? The patron, a guy not much older than Ray, shook his head.
0: Uh -uh.
1: Ray couldn't shake the sound of this clock so he walked from box to box looking for it. It seemed to get louder near the box labeled free. Ray dug through the box, he pulled out old clothes, trinkets, and picture frames. Then laying at the bottom in all its glory was an intricately designed clock. Ray couldn't believe his eyes. The clock was a reddish-brown wood, and sat on top of it was a magnificent owl that looked almost lifelike. Ray stared at it in admiration. Somehow, he felt as though it found him more than he found it. If you like it that much, it's yours, said an old voice behind him. Ray turned around and found himself face-to-face with the old woman who wore a wrinkly smile. For a brief moment, she looked at the clock nervously, and Ray wondered if she had mistakenly put the clock up for sale. It's... stunning. Ray commented. I can't believe you're getting rid of this. He paused, and then raised a suspicious eyebrow. It's not... Broken, is it? No, no, said the older woman, shaking her head. But... The woman seemed hesitant to speak. She leaned in a bit closer and traced the clock with a bony finger. The tips of her fingers brushed lightly against Ray's hand, and he could feel how cold her skin felt. You should know... Lend the clock some of your time. Or it'll take all of it. Ray's eyes grew wide. This was shaping up to be the best bargain he'd run into all year. Even if it were from a crazy old lady. What does that mean? He said as he moved the clock under his arm, ready to bring it all the way back home. Lend the clock some of your time or it'll take all of it, she repeated. Ray shrugged his shoulders. He couldn't understand what this old lady was talking about. Whatever, thanks for the clock. Ray carefully tucked the clock underneath his arm and started walking back home. This was shaping up to be a beautiful Halloween. While there was a touch of chill in the air, Enough sun filtered through the colorful leaves to provide some much-needed warmth. All around him was seasonal joy. The neighborhood was well-prepared for the hordes of trick-or-treaters that'd be swarming the street tonight. Giant decorations and brightly colored lights were visible on every front lawn and porch. Kids were already rowdy with excitement, whooping and cheering as they chased each other down the streets. The sight made Ray smile. He remembered a time when he'd been that young, running down these very streets, filled with the same eagerness. (laughs) Some things just never change, he thought to himself. Once he got home, Ray set the cuckoo clock on the fireplace mantel. Seeing that the time was 11.55 a.m., he carefully wound up the clock and waited for the little cuckoo bird to appear at noon. Once the new hour hit, the cuckoo emerged. Ray was delighted. He leaned forward and watched as it popped in and out of the clock. He counted nine, ten, eleven times. But for some reason, the cuckoo bird didn't pop out on the final chime. Confused, Ray gently tapped the clock, thinking it was stuck. Come on out, little birdie, Ray said. He tapped again. After a few minutes, Ray was just about to give up until the bird finally popped out with a final. But this time, the wooden figurine looked different. Ray squinted. In the cuckoo bird's beak was a tiny slip of paper. Curious, he pried the note out and opened it. It read, Lend the clock some of your time, or it'll take all of it. Ray laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have guessed that old lady was a prankster? He thought with an amused smile, Ray crumpled up the paper, threw it into the trash, and continued with his day. As Ray's day passed, he made lunch, then dinner, and decorated his house. Anticipation for the evening's festivities had him pouring trick-or-treat candies into a large bowl. All the while, the age-old clock ticked away on his mantle punctuated by the occasional whimsical cuckoo. Each time Ray walked by it, he found himself mesmerized, not just by its beauty, but the timelessness it represented among his ever-evolving day. As nightfall grew closer, Ray prepared for the final touch to his Halloween festivities, his costume. With excitement, he ascended the creaking staircase to his room. Slipping into his costume, he was drawn to the looming figure in his large standing mirror. But something was amiss. The mirror's surface seemed to be shrouded in an unnatural mist, clouding Gray's reflection into an eerie, indistinguishable shadow. Ray's heart raced as he clutched a towel, desperately trying to scrub away the unearthly fog from the mere surface. Then, without warning, the ticking abruptly ceased, leaving behind a deafening silence that was as unsettling as the sound itself. Ray's breath hung suspended in the air, caught between fear and curiosity. Ray's fear intensified as he observed his own face undergoing a rapid transformation. In the mirror, his eyes lost their brightness and sank into shadows. Patches of dark spots emerged on his skin, while his face seemed to droop strangely. An odd distortion played tricks on his reflection. Almost like his features were being pulled and stretched like dough. Panic flooded his system. Ray clapped his hands all over his face, trying to feel around for the changes. Nothing felt different, but it was all there, in the mirror, looking back at him. Ray rubbed his eyes frantically. When he opened them, the reflection had changed back to what it normally was. A young man with smooth, youthful skin. A quiver in his voice, Ray stammered. (sighs) That clock. That cursed clock. He felt the weight of the room pressing down on him. Exhausted, he slumped to the floor. And as his heavy breaths began to steady, the scary ticking of the clock echoed once more. With newfound determination, he declared, I'm taking that clock back. Ray dashed through the neighborhood, his shoes thudding against the pavement. Sweat poured down his face as he zoomed past laughing kids in ghostly costumes and families singing eerie tunes. Each breath he took was quick and shaky, but he didn't stop until he reached the old woman's house. The garage sale, with its heaps of old treasures, was now nowhere in sight. Every box and trinket had vanished, like magic. The house, which once seemed normal, now loomed large and dark, towering over the others like a haunted castle. Ray's heart raced faster. Taking a shaky breath, he bravely approached the mysterious front door. He knocked on the door, expecting the old lady to open it. But instead, the front door swung open harshly. Ray peered in, but it was too dark inside to make anything out clearly. Hello? 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 He called out, but all he could hear was his own echoing voice. Sorry to bother you, ma'am, Ray called out this time hoping the old woman would appear. He could feel his heart begin to race again. His nerves were creeping in, and he tried his best to study his voice. You sold me a cuckoo clock this morning. Do you remember? Ray was yet again met with only silence. So he swallowed the rest of his words and took a step inside. Ray began to panic as he stepped inside the dark and now understandably abandoned house. He could hear the trick-or-treaters outside, laughing and calling out joyfully. Ray wished he was outside handing out candy instead. The house was eerie. It was covered in dust and thick cobwebs. The floorboards creaked and all the furniture seemed to be pushed up against the walls the only aiding light was the moon that shined through the windows. He turned his attention back onto the clock, which had been tucked under his arm. He wanted nothing more to do with it, so he walked a bit further into the house before throwing it on the floor of what looked like a living room. What once looked so beautiful to him, now looked dark and ominous. The clock hit the floor with a resounding bang, and for a moment, he thought it was all over. But then the hour struck. Right on cue, the cuckoo jumped out. This time it screamed a wretched noise, nothing like its cuckoos earlier that day. Ray scrambled from the clock his legs shaking slightly as he backed away. Ray's breath felt like a strangled gasp trapped in his throat, his heartbeat echoing loudly in his ears. Panic surged as he whipped around, desperate for escape, only to find the front door eerily slammed shut. Fear seized him as he tugged at the handle, but it was as if the door had become one with the frame, refusing to yield. Without warning, a suffocating gray mist began to seep from the walls, rapidly filling the house, its cold tendrils clawing at Ray's senses. Ray desperately swiped at the fog, straining to catch a glimpse of his surroundings. Suddenly, a violent gust, cold and biting, slammed into him, forcing him backward. He recoiled, instinctively shielding his head, every nerve on high alert. Then it came. Another, more forceful gust, carrying with it a soft yet sinister touch of what felt like feathers grazing his face. Heart-pounding, dread and morbid curiosity battled within Ray as he dared to lower his arms and glimpse the unknown terror lurking in the mist. The thick fog thinned out, and Ray could make out the outlines of what appeared to be silhouettes. His heart pounded as he watched them dart across the room, causing cold gusts of air to prickle his skin. Cried out the ghostly spirits. All the moans and groans sounded like a terrorizing symphony that Ray wanted no part of. His brain screamed at him to run and never look back. But he couldn't. Ray found himself frozen with fear. What had he gotten himself into? In a wild frenzy, Ray's eyes darted around the room, desperately searching for something anything to help him. His heart raced as they landed on a large, gleaming hammer. With trembling hands, he snatched it up, its weight heavy in his grasp. Time seemed to slow as Ray, filled with determination, raised the hammer high above his head. With every ounce of strength, he slammed it down onto the clock. Again and again, he struck each blow echoing in the room until the back panel shattered into a thousand pieces. Bright light immediately illuminated the room. Ray squinted. Inside the cuckoo clock was a swirling vortex made up of a mishmash of blue, purple, and neon green lights. He shielded his eyes and stared, momentarily distracted by the sight. The lights, along with a faint tick, tick noise, made Ray feel like he was floating in and out of consciousness. The spirits groaned. Terror coursed through Ray, making him quiver like a leaf caught in a wild storm. Every instinct screamed at him to flee, but a mix of fear and defiance held him rooted. Gripping the cuckoo clock with both trembling hands, he gave it a violent shake, his voice rising above his pounding heart. Stop it!" He screamed, panic echoing in every word. Immediately the fog lifted, as did the noise. All the disembodied voices of the spirits quieted down. In the silence, Ray could hear the Halloween celebrations outside again, but something out of the corner of his eye caught his attention. The owl flew towards him, its wings still angrily beating the air, its eyes locked with Ray's, and the bird let out a long, ear-splitting screech. A terrified Ray watched as its once-black eyes glowed a blinding white and to his horror, the bird began to rapidly grow in size until it was nearly twice his height. Ray tried scrambling away, but it felt like there was something invisible holding him back. The owl opened its beak, and...
0: You not only
1: ignored my precious clock, but tampered with it too, a woman's voice boomed. For that, You will pay. Ray shrunk back in fear. Before him, a nightmarish creature, a fusion of woman and owl, flew before him. Its head, large and round, boasted enormous black, glassy eyes that glowed with anger. Where the soft curves of a woman's face should be, rough, gray feathers sprouted merging into peeling skin on its humanoid torso. Its legs, twisted and gnarled like ancient tree roots, ended in sharp talons, while its arms, disturbingly human, were adorned with elongated feathered wings. When it screeched, a sound halfway between a woman's scream and an owl's hoot pierced the night. Respect! What isn't yours? Morgana cried out, her voice raspy and hoarse. Despite his fear, Ray felt a surge of courage. What do you mean? You're taking my time, my life. You need to follow your own rules, he yelled. Morgana's eyes flashed angrily. She pointed a long half finger, half wing at Ray. I only take a few years from each person, she hissed. But you had to meddle. For that, you will be punished. Morgana chanted in a language unfamiliar to Ray. It made him wince. He dropped to his knees and frantically covered his ears in an attempt to block out the noise. But it was no use. Morgana's voice grew louder and louder, making his head throb. More horrifyingly yet, Ray could feel his body changing. It felt like being molded out of clay. Ray yelled as he was stretched out and squashed. Until, suddenly, he felt nothing at all. It was like he was floating. Ray tried to say something, but all that came out was a faint... Morgana looked at him smugly If you had given me some of your time I would have let you go She said But from now on You'll never be able to live your life the way you desire She cackled hysterically Behind her, the clock rang out deafeningly, filling the air with the chill-inducing... Ray looked down at his body. He was terrified to see that he no longer had legs, or arms, or anything that looked remotely human. Now, he had the body of an owl. Like... The carving that once sat atop the cuckoo clock. The sorceress watched on with satisfaction. Be grateful. This is your punishment, she said. It could have been much worse. Her voice took on a dangerous edge. It will be much worse if you don't get out of my sight. LEAVE Leave. NOW, NEVER Never. RETURN. Not knowing what else to do, Ray fled. All he wanted was to put as much distance between himself and Morgana as he could. (laughs) Terrified, he flapped his wings and dove out the window, refusing to look back. From up here in the sky, the parades of costumed kids and twinkling Halloween lights looked peaceful. But inside, Ray felt a dizzying mixture of fear and adrenaline that left him feeling exhausted. Ray couldn't think straight. He flew on until he spotted a strange glow in the distance. He followed it, letting the light lead him deep into the heart of the forest. As Ray drew closer, he realized it was a large bonfire. With some difficulty, he settled on a nearby branch and craned his head trying to get a better look of what was happening. Ray spotted a stooped older man shuffling around the bonfire in what looked like a janitor's jumpsuit. The man kept muttering to himself. Ray caught snippets of words like curse and vortex which made his breath catch in his throat. Maybe just maybe this strange man could help him turn back into a human. Feeling slightly more hopeful, Ray hopped off his branch and soared toward the grounds, making note of a large hand-painted sign that read, Camp, Camp. Run.
0: <laughs> Y'all have Oliver to thank for that. It was his idea to share. <laughs> I know, I know. This time of year is never easy for you. But you can trust the kids. They're our friends now. That's right, peas in a cursed pod, Oliver and I. (laughs) Or should I say, Ray. Excuse me? What do you mean I don't know you like that? After everything we've been through? Hmm. fine. I'll keep it to Oliver. Better? Well, that's the thing, kids. We still don't know how to undo Oliver's curse. He's tried looking for the clock, but after all these years, it's gone. (laughs) I promised to help him find it the second I escaped Red Room. It's the least I can do. We might always bicker, but Oliver is a close friend of mine. I don't know how I would have survived all these years without his companionship. (laughs) Oh, that's the nicest thing you ever said to me. You know what? I'm going to treasure this night forever and ever. Now, I did say candy first and games later, right? <laughs> I knew y'all wouldn't let me forget. All right. Oliver, if you'll do the honors, please. Make it rain candy just as we practiced. <laughs> Remember, Oliver's got dibs on candy corn, and I've got dibs on any peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> What? You ate those already? Oliver! (laughs) Oh, is that so? Trick or treat, huh? I'll show you a trick. Quick, kids. Grab all the candy corn and run! (laughs) How's this for payback, Oliver?